Hey there, Crimeholics. It is your host, Kinsey. I'm back this week with another Friday episode. On this episode, I will be bringing you a missing and murdered Indigenous women case. I'm sure you know by now that there is an epidemic plaguing Native American women in the United States. They are being murdered at a 10 times higher rate. 29-year-old Ashley Aldridge was found laying face down completely naked in a cornfield in Omaha, Nebraska, and to this day, her case is completely unsolved and her family has had no luck in getting an arrest made. Ashley Aldridge was a beautiful 29-year-old Native American mother of two young boys who grew up on a reservation in Omaha, Nebraska, near Macy, Nebraska. Like most Native American women, Ashley came from a big, loving family who highly supported one another. Her friends and family said Ashley was short of a shy girl, but when you saw her, she was always smiling. Growing up, Ashley had a love for all things art and creativity. She spent most of her time doing makeup and trying new hairstyles. While in high school, Ashley worked super hard to be a great student and maintain good grades. During high school, Ashley had a high school boyfriend who would later become the man that she feared most during her adulthood. After Ashley finished high school, she continued on with her love of doing hair and makeup and attended cosmetology school at the LeJames International School in 2010, and she went on to complete the program and earn her diploma. Her family was so proud of everything that she had accomplished. Not long after graduating cosmetology school, tragedy strikes for Ashley's family when her mom is diagnosed with breast cancer. Her mom, Tilly, believes that while she was fighting for her life is when she began to lose Ashley and the two became very distant. During her mother's battle with breast cancer, Ashley reconnects with her high school boyfriend that I mentioned prior. The two, of course, were already very familiar with each other, so the relationship started moving at a fast pace. The two would later go on to have two baby boys together. What sounds like the perfect family, and what I mean by that is they are high school sweethearts who reconnected after several years and built a family together. But it's far from what was actually happening on the inside. Domestic violence is an issue that is often plaguing Native American reservations. No matter how hard they try to fight to make a difference and get some type of improvement, they are met with resistance. Ashley lived a life of fear due to the violence she faced at the hands of her boyfriend. Her mother Tilly remembers a specific time when she went over to Ashley's home and saw Ashley standing in the shower fully clothed with blood running down her body. Beginning in 2013, her mother Tilly has made numerous calls to tribal police about the abuse and violence afflicted on her daughter. Ashley's boyfriend would face charges, but in every single situation, the charges would be reduced, dropped completely, or he would be found not guilty. And how is a woman supposed to feel safe enough to come forward about domestic violence when she's being shown by the authorities that her life just doesn't matter? And we wonder why women never step forward. As years pass, Ashley continues to experience domestic violence despite her family trying to help her get away from it. At some point in 2018, Ashley's two sons would move in with her mom and dad who cared for the boys until Ashley's death. 
Her mother, Tilly, stated that the closer it got to Ashley's death, the more and more Ashley would stay at her mom's house. Her mother loved when Ashley would come and stay at her house because she got to watch Ashley always be the mother she wanted to be. Ashley loved her boys, but she knew that it was safest for them to be in the care of their grandparents. Towards December of 2020, Ashley was sent to the emergency room again for another assault. She had broken fingers and her fingernail was pulled backwards. When Tilly asks her daughter what happened, Ashley explains that her hand had been slammed inside of a car door. Her mother once again reaches out to tribal police, but nothing is ever done. Ashley leaves the emergency room and returns to the home of her boyfriend, only to be seen days later seen in his passenger seat of his SUV, badly beaten. Tilly hears of the information and was able to convince her daughter to leave the boyfriend's house and come stay at their family home. Her family has always been very open that Ashley struggled with alcohol the last two years of her life due to the violence that she had been experiencing. Once arriving at her parents' home, Ashley tells them that she wants to go to a detox center and move on to treatment as she's ready to give up the alcohol, get rid of the boyfriend, and move forward on with her life with her boys and start to live the life that she had truly always wanted for her and her kids. She had plans of going to detox and straight to the treatment center, but if you are familiar with substance abuse and treatment facilities, you know that it's not always easy to be able to get to bed and that most of the time they are filled. In Ashley's situation, she went to the detox center, but unfortunately was not able to move on to treatment because they had no open beds. But Ashley makes a conscious decision to stay with her parents. And this is a decision that her family feels that this is truly going to change Ashley's life. She decides to give up the alcohol. She's leaving the boyfriend. She comes back to their family home and her family starts to feel that this is now going to be the change that they had been waiting for. It's now the holiday season in December 2020 and Ashley and her family and boys are gearing up to spend Christmas together as a family for the first time in many years. Little did they know this would be the last Christmas Ashley ever spends with her family. On Christmas Eve, Ashley's boyfriend shows up at her parents' house to give her a Christmas gift, which turns out to be a cell phone. All while Ashley is extremely happy about the gift, her family knows that her boyfriend is just giving it to her to be able to keep track of her and to be able to get back into her head and be able to convince her to come back to him. Aside from the phone given to her by her boyfriend, her mom and dad bought Ashley a warm green winter coat lined with brown fur. Her father remembers like it was yesterday watching Ashley try on her jacket. Her dad said that it fit perfectly and Ashley loved it. December 26 comes and Ashley's still at her family home with plans to continue moving forward with her plan of giving up the alcohol, giving up the boyfriend, and creating the life that she always wanted. That is until Tilly is woken up on the 26th at 2.30 in the morning to Ashley putting on that green coat and heading out the door. Tilly begs Ashley not to go, but Ashley tells her mom, look, I will be okay, I will be fine, and I will be back shortly. Tilly sees Ashley head out to the driveway where there's a car waiting for her to pick her up. In total panic, Tilly jumps in her black Kia SUV and follows Ashley. When both of the cars eventually stop, Ashley gets out of her car, walks over to her mom's passenger window of her SUV, and she's telling her, I love you, Ma. I'll be okay. I'll see you soon. As a mom, knowing my daughter is in that situation... 
I cannot imagine how hard and heartbreaking it was for Tilly having to just drive away and hope that her daughter is going to make it back to her alive. Because as an adult, we make our own decisions. And when you've gone through abuse and trauma like that, it's so hard to be able to escape it. And as a mother and as family members, you want to be able to just pull them away from this and just say, leave. But it's much darker and much harder than most people understand. After pulling away from Ashley and her boyfriend, days would go by with no word from Ashley. And she would be seen once more beaten and bruised in town and word would get back to Tilly. It's now January 2021. Ashley still has not returned back to her parents' house and they haven't been in contact with her since then. On January 7th, Galen, Ashley's father, was doing tribal house maintenance on a house inside of their town. And when he was at the home, he noticed the SUV that was owned by Ashley's boyfriend was sitting in a cornfield nearby. Galen feels that this is really weird. Why would Ashley's boyfriend just leave his car on the side of the road in a cornfield? Galen decides to go look at the car and search around the SUV. And what he sees is Ashley's footprints or what he believes to be Ashley's footprints in the mud. And he notices what seems to be male footprints that he assumes is Ashley's boyfriend's. But then the tracks just stop. As her father was at the SUV, Ashley's boyfriend happens to pull up and Galen asks the boyfriend where his daughter is and he says he hasn't seen Ashley since that following Sunday. He explains to Galen that his SUV got stuck in the mud at the cornfield and Ashley had walked away to go find help and that was the very last time he had seen her. And of course, Galen is thinking, why the hell would you not call the cops? Why would you not call us and let us know that Ashley walked away and never came back? Her father wastes no time in reporting what happened to the police. And while he was at the police station, he hears over the radio that a woman was reported screaming for help on the south side of town near that cornfield where the SUV was parked. Her father quickly rushed over and calls his wife Tilly and tells her what's happening. By the time Tilly arrives at the scene, it's flooded with police and first responders. Tilly sees that there is a white blanket spread across the mud and she just knew in her gut that it was her daughter. She asks the police for confirmation and tries to fight her way through, but the police would not let her near the body. Tilly goes to her daughter, Alyssa, who tells her that she saw the SUV and started searching for Ashley near the SUV when she came across Ashley's naked, lifeless body laying on the ground, completely exposed. Alyssa laid her coat over her sister's body and stayed with her until the police arrived. Her family tells police that they know exactly who did this to their daughter, but their cries for help just fell on deaf ears. However, however, I will say just three days after her body was discovered, her boyfriend was arrested on several different criminal charges, but they had nothing to do with violence or murder. And just soon after that, he was released like nothing had ever happened. Shortly after Ashley's death, the autopsy is released to the family and the cause of death is hypothermia caused from acute alcohol toxicity. Ashley's family had held a funeral for her and when it came time to view her body, her family noticed that Ashley had a huge black eye and her body was covered in welts and her nose had been broken. 
When they brought it up to the FBI and tribal police, they stated that it was due to how Ashley's body was laying. But her family knows better than that. They know that their daughter has been experiencing extreme domestic violence since 2013. And they know how many times that they have reached out for help to the authorities. And the authorities have done absolutely nothing to help their daughter or other Native American women on the reservation. A high majority of Native American deaths are ruled hypothermia in an accident. And when is this going to change? When are they actually going to start caring about making a change in the way these cases are handled? There has been so many Native American women, children, and men who have been murdered and who are still currently missing. And the authorities are either just ruling their death hypothermia or they are saying that when they go missing, it is at their own will due to drugs and alcohol. That is not always the case. In a high majority of the time, it has nothing to do with alcohol or drugs. And they are not missing or have been murdered because of their own will. Ashley's family has fought endlessly since her death to get their daughter justice, but all they are met with is accept the ruling of your daughter's death and let it go. If you are a parent, let that last sentence that I just said sink in. Because imagine if your daughter or son has been murdered and you know that it is not an accident and you're being told by the authorities to accept the ruling of your child's death, and to just let it go. Crimeaholics, if you haven't already, I highly encourage you to join our Crimeaholics podcast discussion group on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at crimeaholics.podcast or you can follow me personally at thisiskenzie, K-E-N-Z-I, on Instagram. Crimeaholics, as always, be aware and take care.